Hello, I'm the giant flying beaver that rules the universe. And when I'm not out flying around, breathing on bushes to turn them into various cities, I'm listening to the Map Report with Russ, Greg, and Ian Story. They're funny, they're wholesome, and more to the point, they've occasionally professed a belief in me. Why do you think they haven't disappeared yet? Enjoy the show. It's the holy thing to do. Let my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for In that case, welcome to Met Report number 43, August 16, 2006. Got my voice on the sound check. Welcome. You guys could warm up. (laughs) I know, it's true. We were just like, okay, story, see if you're going to clip. And story's like, hello. Like, ah. Mepit, mep, mep, mepit, mep, mepit. So what's going on out there? Metroid Emu. Do you know that yeah, uh, that guy like out- an emu that just shoots out of your camera? Like yeah. you didn't you didn't bring it with you, it just shoots out. It's like a rabbit out of a hat. Emu out of a camera. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't either. It's a little distress- disturbing I. actually. We you guys um common. I was just thinking about that outcast thing. First of all, our usual hellos to everyone, and thank you for listening to us and all that. And I wanted to ask you guys, uh, have you seen, it's just reminded me, you guys have seen the trailer for that movie Idlewild? No. it's like it's a movie no. that's the, coming the, out about. I don't know you. Oh, okay. What language do you speak? <laughs> it's this. Be my friend. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> Hello. I come to the land of movie trailers. My friend. BRB. I am sexy have Monica. Have seen the movie? Why have you not you. responded to my 55 previous requests to be your friend? Why have you not answered exactly. me? Have you guys I ever do. seen the movie Starman? Starring I am a Jeff girl. Bridges. Yeah, One absolutely. of my favorite Jeff Bridges roles ever. Absolutely. It's an early sci-fi. I think it's like 1980. Or yep. so, and he has this great accent that more people should do and emulate and make fun of. Where he's like, "From the planetary thing, I send greetings," and he just sounds weird. He's just like, "I will observe you." It's red light stop, green light go, yellow light go, very very fast. I think he doesn't sound quite so Indian as you're making him here, but yes, I have. I was going to say it sounds vaguely no, Indian. Right. That's actually he has one of the great quotes in the history of movies when he says, "Humans are at their best when things are worst." It's a tremendous quote, especially for 1980. That's straight I out of Starman. Like and very true. So you do not be afraid. In the wake yes. of all the wars that have broken out. I don't know what to say. Movie Idlewild. Um, see it again. Take it away, yeah. Greg. But this movie... And go. <laughs> no, this movie Idlewild is like this... Co- it's, I guess it's sort of like the early... I want to say maybe like the 1920s sort of Harlem Renaissance type of movie where there's a bunch of like there's okay. you know performers in the Cotton Club and all this stuff. But the reason I, I noticed it was because Outcast apparently did the soundtrack for it and is in it. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because while well, Story was bringing up the Outcast thing, but also because Mapping Outcast like a Polaroid emu. Exactly. Yeah, Have you exactly. ever heard him interviewed right. Outcast? 
I saw him interviewed about Is the movie. Just a dude? I thought it was a group. Not like a band. A no, group. but the guy. No, Andre but the he just named the guy. No, but like right? the. I, I think isn't it's like his a name group of, Andre three thousand. I guess that's true, but isn't it's like a group of name, two, isn't actually. it? Isn't it like a group of two? He's what, like he, a group of three and uh, really. Half. I call myself Andre three thousand, so you do not think my name is Jerome. So Andre three thousand, not not your cup of tea. Yeah, well, the, no. The reason I, I bring things. He was doing this interview and. He was just weird. He was just sort of like, he's like, you know, yeah, man. So I was, and they asked him, how are you doing this? What do you think of this movie? He's like, you know, it's great, man, because it's really, it's like fact, man. Everything that happens back there, it's like fact, you know? It like really happened. And he just stops and looks at the interview, and the interviewer's like, really? That's interesting. So, um, you know, what, can you give us an example? He's like, well, I don't really have an example for you, man. It's just sort of, it's just all there, man. <laughs> he so was basically like, what you're saying is he's on drugs. He became Method Man. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I could have done an interview, he's... but I was high. Yeah, it was basically like that. And <laughs> just... you, guys, you guys are aware of the, uh, the Outcast song, um, Let's Get It Started, is actually Let's Get Retarded in here. That's no, no, that's, not, that's Black Eyed Peas, my friend. That's Black Eyed Peas. What? That is, that is Black Eyed Peas. Right. I'm really terrible that's at music. Let's get it started. I've gotta go, I need to go talk to the podcaster some more. <laughs> I oh, failed. No. I'm leaving. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's exactly. You do what not you get need. your music degree. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It's the black. So many bands. They're all sure. retarded. Why can't they all have the same name and play the same kind of music? It'd be so much easier. No, only one does the retarded song. You got to be careful, Russ, because remember my mo- um, my uh, my mother who listens yeah, to the show has commented that I she thinks you use the word retarded too much. Too much. Yes. It, it it only happens that I believe that, that most of the world is retarded, and so therefore I find <laughs> it an appropriate term for many things to describe. I don't really feel like I fall back on it. I, I really, honestly, sincerely that believe that most things are retarded that I don't like. I think that I don't know what to make of that comment. You, of all of the people who have objections to you using that word. Exactly. I think that pretty much takes care of They're the like, oh, we're all retarded. Okay, good then. Defend. No, I yeah, really, yeah. it's really a shame <laughs> that there's a group of people who are disabled that really want to own that word and can't allow it to be used for other things because it's so appropriate, you know, for a lot of things that don't have to do with Down syndrome. And it's really a shame. I don't think they want to own the word, to be fair. These people take offense. I don't think that's exactly what they want to do. They use it for anything else. They definitely do. It's their word. No, they prefer to be considered mentally disabled or specially enabled or specially distinguished. I think it's a reclamation word. I think it's really there with queer and... Yeah, I think it's becoming that. I certainly know people who consider it that. Okay, it's interesting. You know, be that as it may. And dislike the fact, you know, they would say that actually retarded people are not as stupid as George Bush, and so they resent comparisons of, well, that's like, fair. oh, George Bush is retarded. It's a good like, argument. You know, well, no, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, what word that. can I use, but, then? You know, Give me a word negative that would apply to the retarded community in a pejorative way, that they wouldn't want someone to call them something, but I can use it to call <laughs> normal that, people. Are you, are you asking me to give... Exactly. The argument of reclamation <laughs> exactly. is there shouldn't be pejoratives. <laughs> Russ is that's like, okay, can you give me a slur that I can use, a better slur, please? Can I have one? <laughs> you're, can I say you're mongoloid? Nobody uses no! mongoloid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell uses mongoloid? I'm going to use that. Nobody's offended at that. Okay. I mean, there aren't like mongoloids who are like, hey, I'm a freaking mongoloid. Yes. What are you saying? George Bush isn't a mongoloid. He's a totally different genetic... No, no, he wouldn't say that. Yeah. But it is the interesting. The country of Mongolia. It is interesting about reclamation about projects. <laughs> There's been a lot of uh, talk about for, through the centuries about how you know words have been used in specific contexts by through those it was once used against. Greg, I think reclamation has been around for about 14 years, tops. <laughs> That's it. I don't think there have been any centuries. They're like, we need to reclaim Visigoths. 
We really need to get that. <laughs> no, word man. Back. I'll give that, you an wait, exact you can't example. Can't call us barbarians anymore. Okay, no, hit me. I'll give you an exact example, and it's one that I'm not going to repeat okay. because it's it could potentially be offensive. It is the. You're not going to repeat. We'll only record it. But we'll, <laughs> You're we'll, right. I don't we won't exactly. repeat it. It's the we'll chronicles of the We'll syndicate it. Yeah, We're going to exactly. syndicate don't it, but we won't it. repeat it. Okay. So well, don't like, repeat it. Just all say of a sudden, once. somebody don't records it, it once, and they just folks. start looping it. Yeah. It's the N word, <laughs> and uh, you know the oh, okay. word that was the negative word. Right. You didn't yeah, even say N-word. it once. That, I, I know. Well, I'm not going to say it once. Reasonable for you not to say. I'm going to defend you not saying. I appreciate that. Let's pretend he said retarded. Yeah. Right. Pretend I said Visigoth. And so the use of the word Visigoth has increasingly been used by those against whom it was used, which is why you hear this. It's actually got an A sure. added to the end of the word, and that has much less of it. doesn't have a pejorative sense right. as ER has but at the end of the word. people did not start so. reclaiming this in the 70s. This happened about 14 years ago. No, top. it's not really the true story. Really early 70s it, it was. It was no. really early 70s that it started. Honestly. It all comes <laughs> along with the Black Panther movement and everything. Greg I mean, they didn't, he was in okay, his early my 30s. Point is still, Shut it. He has a, my point, shut up. My point stands... <laughs> My point stands that whether it was 14 years ago or 24 years ago, it's still, you know, or 34 years ago tops. That's not or 44 the centuries. years ago. Okay. But no, the point it, is, no, no. Still not through the centuries. That's not true. But, it, but that's, no, no. 200 years. That's because centuries. reclamation, no, because because linguistically, reclamation has been done in a variety of different ways. It just hasn't been called that. I mean, when somebody back there was like, so you called me a Visigoth? I will make Visigoth into a powerful word of strength and confidence. That, that you know, right. that was, My they didn't. My argument is this never happened Nobody sat around about a... 25 to 40 years ago. I don't. Right. And your example of it happening was from the 70s. <laughs> so <laughs> I really don't see it. So I'm gonna like, have to go no, look for one. Centuries ago, like this one time in the 70s, <laughs> no, and I'm like, no, I, no. no. I'm gonna have I to go. This is a brand new concept. I'm gonna have to go look it's for. It's like it. saying the internet has existed for centuries. It just was called different things. It's like, no, no. Egypt, ancient Egypt had an internet, and it was great. It was called commerce. To Persia, it was rose and it was fine. And they boat. ran it out of pyramids. And it was great. I yeah. trade you olive oil for brick. <laughs> the Sphinx is like the top Wi-Fi area in Egypt. Web. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, the Sphinx was just a firewall. It was just an internet commerce. watchdog that was like, don't spam me. Don't spam me or I'll send my human-headed lion at you. I'm coming. I'm coming. It was, a, you know, the original the firewall. firewall. The first firewall. They should totally exactly. get copyright protection for that in Egypt. Absolutely. But no, if like they, they weren't didn't, all dead. Absolutely. They didn't sit I mean, around the a campfire. Race of yeah. Egyptians. I mean, they didn't right. sit around a all campfire talking about it as reclamation. I mean, they didn't walk around saying, now we will reclaim this word. But it, it did happen in a variety of texts. I just have to, you know, I don't, I off the top of my head. Okay. I want you to cite I'm looking it. right cite now it for and one. bring it to Map Report I'm looking. 44. I'm looking. Or, you know, or spend the rest of the time doing that. Go ahead, speak. I'll be back in about 50 minutes <laughs> with the work. Exactly. That's Dude, what I'm saying. Greg, how do I Google really that? Don't reclaim, do research. Reclaim That's in 15th so century. Exactly. Oh, there we go. I really do think you're going to irritate oh, the three remaining people that believe themselves to be mongoloid. What am I supposed to, to say? Leave I rely on retarded professor. to describe the you're fact not that people are less intelligent. The language was taken with you from a re- for a reason, a Russ. If idea. you can't use your language right, we're going to take uh, it away from you. Oh, man. <laughs> Angry. Oh goodness. So I got and then, like the rageaholics the other day are gonna say they oh, can't what? say angry what? anymore. Whoa, 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 whoa. what? what? Yeah. Not me personally. My car got hit by a car. See, that's not you. Oh, you that's, your car that's is different. not an extension of you. So you got? How did you get in the back of my car? This car always gets so hit, doesn't here's it? The thing. We Was have it that guy one from car. the subway. <laughs> I know. Zinedine Zidane. Yeah. Zinedine Zidane. 
So we have we have two cars. We're about to downsize to one car, and uh, we're giving this car back to my parents. They uh, gave it to me for graduation, and we don't need it. So anymore. you decided to do that better by smashing it. your first so, car until it was the same exactly. size as your so other I'm car. Exactly. So I'm like, that's a good idea. You know, this is uh, it's it's a little parting gift. It's like the you know when Native American reservations were set up, sort of shat on the land and then gave it to them. So I thought, well, in that tradition, please, I'll bump the car and Indians, then give it please. back. Use the oh. politically correct term. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay. Thank so, you. So, where we going? Oh, man. I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, so this is actually the story of a hero. And this hero left a note after hitting my car. And I was so baffled. I haven't even called the person. But they left a note, and this was wonderful. But it puts me in this very awkward situation because I don't really know how to handle somebody leaving a note for hitting their car. And they were very apologetic. They left, like, three notes, actually. I think they were concerned that some of them would blow away. And they just papered the windshield with these notes under the windshield wiper and said, you know, sorry, I hit you, my phone number, phone number on every one. You know, it was... It was great. And, and the damage was not that bad. It's not like they took out a light or anything. They just sort of bent in this corner of it. And it was near a parking lot. Because we have one car, the car we're giving back, has a curse about parking lots. Where every time it's ever had a problem, it's run into somebody in a parking lot. And this was right outside the nation's parking lot. It was like inches from a parking lot. The other car, the glass is cursed. The glass has been smashed, like the one window has been smashed out four times. This was the car that at my old job, the, the client smashed the windshields when they were, you know, trying to kill me. Right. Uh, that was so a great time. Of, These are the Mongoloid children. You know, Stop. Yeah. Jesus, God. It's very consistent. <laughs> I'm, very I'm consistent, using interchangeably. Um, All right, fine. <laughs> right. I'll pick another one. It's very consistent. Uh, call them uh, friends with these cars. But I don't know what to do to call this person. Sega Genesis. Obviously, we don't want to involve insurance companies. Call them a Sega Genesis. Right. No one wants to involve insurance okay. companies because that's bad. Right. Insurance is a scam. Right. And sure. Yes, it is. So Absolutely. We all agree so there. So we all agree on that. Thank God we In all fact, agree we on do. something about social engineering. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's clearly not an option. And the problem is the damage that was done for myself, you know, if I were to call her up, I would probably say, eh, 50 or $100, we'll call it even. It's not that big a deal. There's some damage. We might get it fixed or throw some paint on it, but it's not that big a deal. And like, you know, and someone who leaves a note, I'm probably <laughs> going to say they're probably not going to feel sorry. good about themselves. If I, they I, don't pay any money. I just have this image of Story and Emily no, well, like running out and like from their house throwing a can of paint on the car and then just walking back in like, ah, it felt so yeah. good to do that. I mean, Thank you so much. Green paint. How, how much about that? we know about cars. <laughs> that's about how much we know about cars. We're okay, just okay. going to sort of chuck it. We'll construct a crude catapult from which we will chuck paint. Perhaps in if they had a primitive lathe. Car. Yeah, not very technical people on that front. Computers, sure, nothing else. Certainly not cars. Anyway, the thing is, I wouldn't care that much. My dad, who is going to be the recipient of this car in a week and a half, so the timing is kind of prevalent and important, Right. not so okay with things like this. Very adamant about cars being you know, in pristine condition, believes that the more pristine a condition a car is in, the more likely it is to be immune to future stuff, which I don't really agree with, but that's his belief. Really? He, you know, swears Boy, by it. Is that yeah, a karmic I, I thing, kind of or is that like if you scratch True. the paint, it will cause the car to rust easier, which actually exists? Not the uh, the broken window social consciousness theory that if like it's you leave a car with neither. a broken window, people will piss on it, and then it will be worse. You've heard that oh, theory, it's, right? Oh, it's that one. No, it's the third one okay. of those. 
It's not the actual structural damage, and it's not a karma thing. It's that the more damage the dilapidated the car is, the more other people will mistreat it and be likely to break mm-hmm. it and such. And okay. such. I think it'd be more likely that, the that, opposite. Sociological theory. So, it'd be the case that they it wouldn't and, be yeah. as much of a target. They'd Empirical. be like, this car's a piece okay. of crap. Someone yeah. bent in the corner. You know, I don't know. Right. I, yeah, I personally disagree with that. He swears by it. That's fine. But he's about to get the car. So, you know, he's the type who might actually take the car in and get it hammered out, like to do the body work, to undo the dent and get it hammered out and get it repainted and match the paint and a bunch of stuff that costs money. And, you know, the money that this person theoretically has offered to pay. I still haven't called her yet, but... So I, I'm kind of betwixt in between. I don't really I think know. A very simple do solution I call and milk her? Do I call and okay, get what I would distressing. normally do and pay the difference? I, <laughs> do I, I call and milk her dad? and then ask for money to fix the car? <laughs> it's right. Just Is there any exactly. reason why? I'm glad you said <laughs> that. Should I not? Is there any reason not to just milk her as a human being? <laughs> I mean, that that would be an experience, right? When I gave you're you a note, vegan. I didn't you're expect okay this. You're not a vegan. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I read on one of these 500 notes you left at your cow. No, um, no but there's a better... Right, let's try this. Story. Meet me in a field, okay? And dress up in a cow suit. <laughs> no reason. Great. I don't think I'll tell you later. this has to involve Bring cows. Money. I think you can just milk her as a, as no. a human being. Oh, I could milk her. All right, all right. Be, no, that's fine. She would, you know, she would have to be at a certain stage <laughs> No, it's stage not fine. Life, though, right? That's true. Humans don't produce. I mean, it's not fine to do. It's fine to talk about on the show. <laughs> the report. Can I just say, I, the story, I think you're totally missing oh, a God. clear response to this, which I, I would imagine Russ is also thinking about here, which is... Okay. You So the first thing you have to do is you have to locate where the car is. Like, presumably with a note, like she gave you a phone number or something, so you can like find she where she is. She didn't feel it, and then no, 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 I no. know where the car is. Perfect. <laughs> she didn't... So go She's get... like, sorry, stole your car. All you do is... to commandeer. <laughs> I live meet here. Meet me in a field. All you do yeah, is go. Exactly. I, I live here. Come collect the car later. You go and you take <laughs> a... I just need it for the day. I'm really no, sorry. It's very You simple. can milk me later. I promise. <laughs> I, milk I away. I have to get the kids to daycare. It's really urgent. Milk, milk will be paid this later. I'll pay you back in milk. The car is here. This is an utter disaster. So yeah. Don't have a cow, man. It's nice. That's that what I heard. is uh, Shaggy Genesis, oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Nice. So this is Shaggy what you Genesis. do. I actually like that pejorative. I think we should stick I like to that. that. That's it good. is officially... Because I'm an intended child. Yeah. I you kind of do think Sega Genesis. Genesis is some kind of inferior thing that people yeah. spend time on. So sure. Have, okay. I'm right, going to come back to Sega off. Genesis. You're Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. That was so hedgehog. That was so hedgehog. Man, what are you thinking? I want to come yeah. back to okay. Sega Genesis yeah. in a minute, but... All right. So this is what you do, Story. You take a bat... You go yeah. over to the person's house. You lightly tap <laughs> in. You, if, you you lightly is tap in. Like no, no, no. It's a baseball bat. Do you like baseball? No, you don't do that. How it's many innings does the game have? Yeah, right. You lightly tap in one of the corners, okay. and then you leave ten notes saying, "I'm really sorry, but now we're even." <laughs> and that's it. Then you just leave. <laughs> The passive-aggressive defense. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Or that's the no, it's her language. You're speaking defense. her language. Yeah. She speaks and in post-it notes. I'm really later. sorry. You know? 500 years later, Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Exactly. It began with post-it notes in the car. You on fire and then leave a note. I'm really sorry I set your children <laughs> on fire. If there's anything I can do, please call yeah. me. Yeah. Russ, Here's that would be number. cruel, wrong, and Sega Genesis. If you'd so like new on. children... I'll buy you a new child, fresh off the black yeah. market, anyone you like. I'll totally chip Pick in. Pick your color. Pick your color? Jesus. You know what, Story? I have to say I'm totally on board with you about the uh, the car damage theory, because as you know, 
I've had a giant dent in the driver's side of my car for going on three years, and I have no intention whatsoever of repairing it. First of all is my disdain for L.A. and L.A.'s car culture, which states that you have to have not only a, a car in pristine condition, but it has to be, like, constructed by Germanic people, or otherwise you're not a valid human being. Not Mongoloid? If you don't have a pristine car. Not Mongoloid, not no. Sega I don't Genesis. know what the Mongolian Sega car Genesis. would be, or even a Chinese car at all. No, it wasn't. So there's that reason, and then there's also the uh, the ghetto camouflage theory, which is like, you know, if I'm going to a comedy club somewhere where I don't like the neighborhood very much, I, I have no problem leaving my car there, because who the hell would want to take or exactly. think that they're valuables in my dented car? They'd obviously go for some better-looking, better-kept-up car. Yeah, no, I actually think it's better to have a few a few little nicks, as long as they don't impede functionality. The first thing I did to that car in a parking lot, I backed it up into a pole, and that impeded functionality, because then the back wouldn't open for a long time. Oh, I thought you were saying you so did that, that on bad. purpose. It's like you get a brand new car, yeah. and you're like, let's break this like, puppy in. Let's, let's break it. No. <laughs> No. The only thing I've done on purpose that's negative with a car was trying to get pulled over. I certainly have never damaged a car deliberately. Oh, I remember I told that, that story. story on the map report? Yeah, I, I think I, I don't have. know about actually, on the map report. So. I don't know. Have I? No, maybe you have. No? I couldn't tell you. I don't want to do a repeat, because like Greg, <laughs> I will not You can email us if you want to hear the story. These, or it'll be on the extended DVD as a repeat. You should look that up. I can't believe this is a failure of the Maplepedia to, to understand. I know, man. Uh, I've actually told this story or not. As the living so archive really of map legend, it's sort of disturbing that, you know, it'd be like going to Moses and Moses being like, yeah, I don't really remember the whole commandments thing. That'd be rough, man. Well, of course, that's After why he had them on years, those giant he probably stone forgot. tablets. Yeah, he had it written down, man. Moses never forgot anything. Yeah, man. that reminds what me of the scene, uh, History of the World, Part 1, where he drops the uh, third tablet. I bring from God these 15, yeah. Oh, yeah. 15. <laughs> 10 commandments. That's one of my favorite scenes in cinema history. I think it's just... The, the movie is crap. In general, the movie is horrible. Yeah. But that scene is absolutely priceless. Yeah. That scene is one of the best moments ever. Yeah. Best cinema moment ever. So let me go back to the um, Sega Genesis thing, uh, using it in its actual terminology. Because I wanted to bring up something which I just found out about actually today, which I had not known. And that is that you guys have heard about the uh, Dell laptop battery thing where Dell is recalling all of a bunch of laptops because the batteries have a tendency to blow up. Like, literally, they just catch fire and the whole yeah, computer bursts into that. flames. Do you know that the one who actually did that was Sony? Those are Sony's batteries. And the reason I bring that up is that Sony... Oh, that's busted. Yeah, Sony has already taken busted. out... And I, first of all, I can't even handle these numbers, but Sony has taken out an $80 billion loan to cover future costs of the PlayStation 3. Before it's even out, they're taking an $80 billion loan out, and now this You happens. don't have one of those? It, I, it, <laughs> yeah. I, can I have an $80 billion loan? Well, we can give you seven. In the billion. Bay Area. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can't live in the Bay Area without an $80 billion loan. Your great-grandchildren will pay back on. $1 million of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, $80 billion loan. And it's amazing because this is what happened to Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis blows away Nintendo, kicks its ass all over the gaming market, then promptly releases the Sega Saturn, good system, no support, and then falls apart and becomes some also-ran company. It looks like Sony oh. is in danger of having yeah. the same thing happen to it. 
And I mean, I'm gonna have to ask what criteria you're basing that Sega Genesis beat the yeah. crap out of Nintendo on. I was before like, you, in terms of sales, it's a pejorative because no, in, it was lame. Not in terms of That's sales. Why it's a pejorative. in sales? It kicked everyone's yeah. ass. They used to. Do you remember those commercials they Did used to really? show? Oh yeah. Do you remember the commercials they used to show Super Mario running along, and then they showed Sonic Hedgehog split screen and Sonic just like blowing through things? And they were like, "Do you want the old way or the new way?" Yes. Yeah, Sega Genesis, I think, outsold Nintendo by an enormous margin. I know it's outsold it. I just don't know was what the actual like margin in is. Connecticut. No, and it was so they it was worldwide. Brainwashed when you grew that up was why it was this. so bizarre that when Nintendo hit the new console, everyone thought that the Sega Saturn was going to beat it because you know it was like a Nintendo 64 was had a cartridge and not a CD, and Sega Saturn was CD. And then Nintendo went out and kicked its ass because the Sega Saturn didn't get any support, and it was a complete waste of market share. The Sega Genesis actually was a system that really, from a sales perspective, beat the crap out of the Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. You keep saying this, but I, it's not being any more credible when I hear it. You keep saying it beat the crap out of Nintendo. It did, from a sales perspective. Nintendo had all the best games, and Sega had, like, no. 3D pinball wizards. No, or something. Sega had better sports games, for one thing. The hockey games really? were Where you actually tremendous. had to play as Elton John's pinball wizard, <laughs> or whoever sings that song. Who is the it? who? Is that Elton Excuse John? me. I may have just screwed up. The music the mongoloid okay, is going to correct you now. The music All Sega right, Genesis. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you actually play as the pinball wizard, so you are deaf, dumb, and blind, and you just have to imagine yeah. what's going on exactly. with the pinball game. It's a dark screen. That was, that was it, the it Sega flashes Genesis. green occasionally. It's a dark screen with no and then, noise, and then, yeah, there will be random The instruction booklet has the lyrics the to Pinball Wizard on it, and it says, sing this <laughs> exactly. and hold on to the controller and hit buttons yeah. as it pleases you to do. <laughs> Exactly. And occasionally it's interspersed with, boy, you sure play a mean pinball! Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> sure play the mean pinball. It's really tremendous. Did Elton like, John cover it? Somebody covered it. Do you stand the like a statue? Yeah, the who. Yeah, the who did. The who. Yes, the who covered the who. <laughs> That's something only the who could do. Stand only they like could pull off covering their own song. The machine. No, no, no. Maybe Somebody they were just doing that to though. make him feel good about himself. Who covered it? Maybe they just told him that he was a great pinball player, but really they just like hooked him up to some box that had a I couple mean, how would he know? And how it. would they tell him? By impulses? They just squeeze exactly. his finger to let him know? Here we Come go. Yeah. Quote, Sega made a good attempt with their master system against Nintendo's virtual monopoly of the console industry, but they introduced next-generation gaming to the masses with the Sega Genesis. The Genesis released in America in 89. By the end of 1990, there were over 30 third-party developers writing games for the new system. The Genesis reached a great level of success in America, but launched it to all new heights of popularity when they released the secret project Sonic the Hedgehog in the summer of 1992. Wait, 1992? It was Nintendo had been out since like 1984. So there were like six years of no, 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 no. Because they were com- no, they were competing Nintendo against. Nintendo was out forever. Russ, I can't believe you're forgetting all this. Okay, look, it started with the original Nintendo and the Sega Master System. Then they came out with the Super Nintendo, and the Genesis kicked the Super Nintendo's ass. Then Nintendo came out with the Nintendo That's 64, fine. and the Nintendo 64 yeah, kicked the Sega ahead. Saturn's ass. This is not even the past. This is like when I was in college, which I consider like the present day of console gaming. Since this is I not when you were in college. That. I'm talking about the original Nintendo when I was six years old. Was not any, you know, it was the number one system. Oh yeah, but I'm talking. About the Sega the Genesis, the robot. Dude. I know, but I'm talking about Sega Genesis oh. versus the Super Nintendo. Oh, not the original Sega. No, not the Sega Master System. Okay. No, no. I know exactly the story. Uh, Back when I was 10 and first went into college. What? Did I miss something? You were so, claiming you were in college in 92, which I don't think. No, no. Correct. I was in college with the Nintendo 64. 
in 2000 because I was three systems behind and I had stopped okay. keeping up with console <laughs> gaming. There we go. That <laughs> makes more totally sense. Fair. Although I did go to college in 1994. That was a really not. But that was only line. for the summer. Only for the summer. I went mm-hmm. to an American university for debate camp. That doesn't count, I guess, as college. <laughs> but I was at a college. I don't want to tell the story. There you go. We talk about how Tommy from The Who was really humping a washing machine, and then they wrote the song to make him feel better about himself. They're like, you're a great pinball player, Tommy. He's like, I like the washing machine. Um, (laughs) Okay. This uh, would help if I had seen Tommy. No, it no it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. No, it makes any sense at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. We're gonna get that at WTF. That's what we're gonna I get. That. No, I'm just saying. That's great. He just needed a giant square appliance, a rectangular appliance, to believe that he was on a pinball machine. It could have been anything. <laughs> Nobody knows. Comes part of the washer. Comes part of the machine. Goes for spin cycle. I like spin cycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get things really clean. Ladies and gentlemen, the back report. Um, Unimind. Activate powers. Yeah. I'm washing colors and oh, whites man. at the same time. Form because blazing I'm dead. Mind. I don't want some I'm grime. Blind, 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 blind. Blime. I think blime's got a cheating story, to be honest. Uh, Unless it's a word that I've never heard of. What? Blimey. No, I said blind. Oh, okay. I thought, blimey, I thought you were saying blime, which was sort of the short for blimey. Yeah, and I was a little confused as to why. Blime. Blime. It's great, but if machine, that's incredible. Look at him stick the quarters in. Brine and lime. They just pull up some seawater and throw it together with lime. They've ditched that lime and taste, and now it's blime. It's brimen. It's really it's good. Bryman. That's <laughs> exactly. the new flavor. I'm <laughs> I am beginning to wonder. Little bits of barnacle in every sip. I am beginning to wonder if there are some. Uh, obey your sea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm beginning to wonder if I'm starting to lose my ability to distinguish the taste of so-called real drinks like real sodas. Because I had the other day, I tried to get a real raspberry ginger ale, not a you know sort of mass-produced one, and I hated it. It was way too gingery and way too. I was just like, ugh. So it's like, have I gotten to the point where now only like you know mass-produced corn syrupy products are going to be the things that I like? Or, you know, have I moved beyond actual sodas? You mean, have you joined the rest of the world in not being a soda connoisseur? I get, I guess. You joined 6.9 other billion people. <laughs> I don't want Are to you, be the 6.9 billion people. This is like last people. vestige of soda connoisseuring. The last soda sommelier has passed away <laughs> and become another awesome. person. A soda sommelier. Nice. Be sweet. That could be you. This is like when you should when register two of that us domain. That's you. Talk about genocide and eating porterhouse steaks. This is how story feels during that conversation. <laughs> is how I feel when you guys talk about yeah. soda. I'm just like I'm morally opposed to this. Please stop <gasps> because it's death. Uh, like, hey, you know when I drink true. this big bucket of death, it's really not the same as it used to be. Is when I used to really melt my face from <laughs> drinking this bucket of death. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Used to, my nose just started bleeding, but now it just sort of trickles. That's a good point. If we ever wanted the story to like totally shut. Russ out. All we need to do is make lots of puns about soda, and we'd be all set. We just need oh. to do that repeatedly. He's actually oh. gotten his pun game up a lot. He really has. But only to but counter that us, really, though. That would really fizzle. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> there would be Sega Genesis. There would be no pop left Sega in that. Genesis? <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do this. It just doesn't have the same impact as Retarded, or even Mongoloid. Well, I can't say Genesis. My dad I doesn't... I'm just saying it. I'm not feeling satisfied <laughs> And then someone who thinks... 
<laughs> what Greg does about the Sega Genesis is like, what are you trying to say? Exactly. It sells exactly. really well. Oh, really exactly. I'm trying stuff. to reclaim Sega Genesis. I reclaimed it. It was 15 yes. years ago, man. Yes. That's true. My, my dad used to give like, me that when I was what, a kid. What, you pick up a lot of gold coins? Exactly. My dad used oh. to give me... Um, what? That's, that's not that great. He was like, you don't need to swear. I didn't swear a lot anyway, but I was like, when he heard me swearing once, he was like, you don't need to do that. You can use other words like, blast it. I'm like, blast it. He's like, You've or, told this story on the map report before. I have? This As someone who held back, you're telling a map report also, story because I'd already told it. Oh, I it. beg your pardon. I am going to yeah, regularly. the opposite. I'm sorry, told I did not know. Story. I beg your pardon. Okay. <laughs> he okay. also happened to write all the Star Wars movies where all of the profanities in Star Wars were things like Blast It. Yeah, no. So that was useful. <laughs> Stormtrooper, Blast It! They weren't swearing. Yeah, they were trying it. to kill it. I mean, what it was like Sega Genesis. Instead, if it had any other reference yeah. in the modern day and, other than to the gaming system. Instead, Han Solo should have been like, there, get down, you effing piece of shit. I don't care what the F you smell. <laughs> oh, God, that would have been the best thing ever. <laughs> or at least I could have incorporated that into the prequels to make them more entertaining. <laughs> you can imagine Please. Luke is, like, hanging out of the edge of the pit. Darth is like, I am your father. And Luke's like, You! You're my father? This is... What the... Talking about two weeks ago when he said you killed him. What? Are you? You don't look related to me. Yoda, get the. Get out here, Yoda. That's tremendous. That's really great. You don't know the ownage of the dark side. I swear more. I just want to send a shout out. We're all sorry. In this random moment, I'm going to send a shout out to our listener in Marky, Poland. Our listener in Cairo, Egypt, since we uh, referenced that. What's up, Cairo? Our listener in Ahmedabad, India. What's going on, Ahmedabad? And uh, wow. our, our two listeners in Barcelona. Hey, Barcelona. Tell your friends. Shout out to listeners in international waters. This since is we great. We now have a stat tracker that tells us cool stuff like this. We need to have an international and presence for that. And Nua. We have, I'm sure I butchered that. What? But that's in Hibernia. That's our Hibernian listener. That's our Hibernian listener. In real life that's Hibernia. Awesome. That's great. An Kaislian Nua. I'm, I'm sure. I think that's Please Welsh. call in and correct my pronunciation. No, the map is, I'm looking at the world map, and it definitely is in Ireland. Oh, it is? Okay. It's off the west coast of Ireland. We need to make some good Irish jokes. I actually, it's funny you mention that, because I just, in the reclaiming language search, I just went to Sinn Féin's site, and they have a big thing about giving the Irish language back to the people. They want to actually make, like, a manifesto where they protect the Irish language in the six counties of they Ireland. They want to reclaim the word terrorist yeah. and bomber. <laughs> Not anymore. It's all like, different. Now. Those are overused. <laughs> Back when it wasn't a racist term, it just referred to people who hated Catholicism. Look, it says Sinn Féin has been in the forefront in promoting hate with your right words. the importance and safeguarding the position of the Irish language and culture during the negotiations leading to the Good Friday Agreement and since on an all-Ireland basis. Sinn Féin was instrumental in bringing out the establishment of Faras Nagalish, the all-Ireland body with responsibility for promoting the Irish language. See? So they've been doing this for a while. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you think that these people that are in Cairo and in Ireland and these other things are listening to our show because they think that we're somehow related to uh, the European Parliament and that they're getting an insight into it that other people don't get? I know, it's true. I think this Absolutely. might be the case. And it's coded. It's coded <laughs> underground information. They're rapidly trying to figure out what Russ dating means to the European economy. And they're like, whenever exactly. Russ goes on a date, okay, if it goes well, bye. And if it doesn't go well, so. We need to pull out the... And that's, that's yeah. the European exchanges. We need to pull out 
prime we've sort of inadvertently done this yeah where like there's a whole portion of the world who listens to us and thinks that we're about parliament because that's what a MEP report is for Europeans if we call ourselves the lawyer report for no reason because we thought it was a funny name and then everyone's like they don't talk about trucks at all what are the trucks I wanted to hear about diesel <laughs> fuel this week totally we well, need we to don't do that we need to pull out like prime minister's envisioning questions envisioning a pack of emus going Lori, Lori, Lori. Lori, just be standing Lord. around. It'll be like um, that at each other. No, it'd be like Prime Minister's questions. You guys have seen that before, right? Where you just have a, has my right honourable emu realized that the Prime Minister recently oh has been like that? We see? have got to get an emu in Parliament. If we haul an emu into Parliament and have it ask, and then the MEP report can be about the MEP report, and it'll all and we come can have together. the emu that would report be so on perfect. There's only yeah, one there problem go. with and that. And the emu, exactly. the emu will map and ask questions by mapping. That'll be phenomenal. And then if they're dissatisfied, they'll kick. That's great. As my right honourable friend okay. realized that birds cannot fly. That's what they do. Yes, emus hear, kick. Hear, Did hear. you hear that oh, before? I know. Yes. But yeah. I, yeah, I was getting yeah. you mixed up with, like, yeah. kicking people from our TeamSpeak server. I got confused. Yeah. they'll say, <laughs> I was like, he'll kick Prime them? Minister left. <laughs> <laughs> Prime Minister's connection has been terminated. Can you imagine the uh, dull parliament conducted over TeamSpeak? It would be like, three people sometimes talk over each awesome. other, but 300 people talk over each other a lot. Everyone's like, hair, 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 No, that would be so awesome. Right and then it would just be like... Somebody said something outrageous and it's like, play, player left, play, 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 player left, player left. Remember player part left. of it left. Remember part of it left. Part of it, part of it left. That's right. And if somebody Order ever like... shall be restored to the server. It would be great because like terrorism Please then wait. would be virtual, right? So if anyone would just hack in and it'd be like, your connection to Great Britain has been terminated. And that's how it would work. You wouldn't have any like real damage. It would just be all virtual stuff. Right. Because in the internet era, all terrorism has been on the internet. Oh. Right. I'm saying in an ideal world, Mr. Aww. Cynic... Yeah, just saying, in an ideal world, genocide is just a server crash. Exactly. That's not yeah, so bad. Exactly. That's right. There you go. Virus my IP don't address happen is my happened in computers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But that really would kill some My people. IP address is my soul. It changes every day. That's a metaphor for something. Whenever I turn on my computer, my soul yeah. changes. The Humeans would have a field day with that and be like, Hume finally yes, wins. So the They're makers like, oh, of yeah, Tron. Your numbers are different than they were yesterday. How can you prove you're the same? How can oh you my prove God. you're not a unique loser? You're no unique soul. There's no I was identity. just telling somebody. Nah. I was just talking about Tron. You know, I had a friend in high school named Tron because his dad loved the movie oh so much in God. the 70s that his kid was named Someone Tron. Someone named a kid Tron. And awesome. No, it's not. That person should be shot. Kid, he was not a nerdy kid he at all. He was the like the best athlete Story in the school. Guberman. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we made fun of Trump. Was he good on light bikes, <laughs> Russ, and like the discus? He, yeah, he shot lasers out of his eyes. No, he was like the best basketball player and soccer player in, in the school. And so he was ridiculously cool. And then, you know, if you're a great athlete and you can, you're faster than everyone else. And Did he wear Tron, one of those helmets sort of... when he played the sport? <laughs> Thank you, boy. <laughs> oh, I, I won't interrupt. No, it's, I think I'm it's all I got. Oh, it's all oh I got. my God. Okay. No, uh, I was just going to say there's there's three new planets. They've been nominated for planethood. And I read an article today about these planets that made it sound as though 
planets, really not a defined thing in science. Really not something that, you know, we have an, a concept of at all. The line oh. in the article actually said something about, in the 1800s, such and such was like Cirrus or something that's like an asteroid in the asteroid belt. Okay. They were like, in the 1800s, it was a planet, and then it got demoted. It actually used the word demoted, and I was it like... like swore Pluto. <laughs> did it's it like, like, who the hell is that small Pluto planet? its neighbor. <laughs> demoted. Like, collided yeah. with another asteroid, awesome. and it, it no longer was deserving. It got kicked out of the United, you know, planets. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's science. They declared it's, sanctions. It's more of my theory about how science is totally bunk. Just That's what I was about like, to say. It was to say, oh, great, more platform for story to people, tell us how science exactly. is wrong and people which be ethereal things out of that ass. people believe at random are exactly right it's because true. there's no science. Whatever oh, your assumptions, whatever your assumptions yeah. are, dictates truth. So you realize no, there's you, no planets. You just want to live in the world seven planets where, like, every traveling, like, a guy who experiments is like a wizard because you oh, I know how the world is. Oh, hey, that's pretty good. Wind, water, and my hey, story. Leg. If that's your Those world, I'll join you. Elements of everything. Wizards, I'm with you. Because I spent more so. time playing Dark Age of Camelot. Rush. Who really wants to live in that world more? <laughs> Just I'm saying, just saying. If you don't I'm have a system that everyone there. agrees on, we're all going to believe things that toads but no, are born from but piles of mud because that's bunk, what they used to believe. Why are they you used to really believe better off? frogs are born from mud. Yay, frogs. Wait a minute. Spontaneous generation Again, go. I don't object to people believing in a certain amount of science. I just don't like how it's taken as gospel, how it's assumed that it's absolutely correct in all things, that it's impenetrable, because time and time again, it's proven that that's not the case. But wait, oh, that's what I, I just to. think it's you the, should treat it as this is the science. best information we have. Not I saw, you know, a flash of light today, and that's Yahweh. It's that this is the best <laughs> information we have. And yeah, it can change, but uh, it's more it's credible not. than what you think about when you're on the toilet. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's all I'm I don't want to go down this road, because I want to get back yeah. to the part where we get to have wizards and we get to make that instead can we go back to that part so there are wizards <laughs> yeah, right we had wizards this is awesome when there was no system okay. and everyone was like look i'm a wizard my thumb <laughs> is separated from my hand it's back on my hand amazing Not parlor tricks wizard. i want stabs and you <laughs> yeah, know lightning every, bolts and i'm like that gandalf that's the gray is doing shows in city park <laughs> exactly. and that happened yesterday <laughs> exactly <laughs> right Rutz is like, the point Rutz is like in the we old days we had bad clowns some title they're just a stupid juggler. It's not, we don't think this guy is a clearly a, he's Russ, a mentalist because he can separate his thumb from his Obviously, hand. Story and this I... This is what happened 500 years ago. I agree with you about science, but if Story's real plan is to bring back wizards, then I'm all for that. Obviously, we don't want crappy wizards. We want good wizards. I don't see what That's the big deal is about that. That's all there ever were, Greg. There were never real wizards. That's all in the fiction. The stuff that you write is where the cool wizards exist. Thank the you. real world never had cool wizards because there was no magic. I read history. It was all my thumb. I write history, my oh, friend. Oh, look, I'm standing on one foot, but from a certain angle. Levitation, I'm amazing. No. I don't know, man. We've proven that there was the internet in ancient Egypt. So David maybe Blaine would have ruled the world. If he lived in the Middle Ages, David Blaine would rule the world because they would believe he had supernatural <laughs> But Russ, powers would he do it exactly the way stupid. you just described it? Which is, he's like, I stand on one foot. You can't see it, but if you look from a certain angle, look, I'm levitating. They're like, you just said you're standing on one foot. He's like, yes, but from a certain angle, you can see that, like... Yeah, sorry. I mean, yeah. That's David Blaine's inner monologue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm sorry to say, back before science, before the revolution, back in the Middle Ages, people, in general, were very sick of Genesis. Dude, you're bad-mouthing wizards. 
I don't. I mean, I believe you about science, but there stop bad no mouthing wizards. Merlin didn't. There was no Merlin. Yes, there was a he Merlin. Didn't do anything like he did in the movies. Well, I've been I mean, to medieval times, man. There were wizards. Okay, they recreate them. <laughs> I'm really sure they there were guys with beards who wore pointy hats and waggled fingers. Okay, I will grant you that all day long. They didn't do anything. Yeah, did they blow Maybe. other wizards through the doors of the Dark Tower of Orthanc? Huh? Did they do that? Huh? Did they ever? Yeah, if they discovered black powder <laughs> and they're like, it's magical smoky thing that I created that nobody else can do. No, it's black powder. They wouldn't use that term. It'd be like magical smoky thing that's like black powder. Oh God, yes. that inner monologue again. Use, now I will <laughs> the magical dust of Urumathai. <laughs> oh my, I'm a god. That's what they would have done. Urumathai. The thing is, is that all of the people thigh. who were wizards then are the people who would be scientists now. The wizards And by scientists, scientists, you mean priests. Thank no, you, priests. No, I and don't mean reverence that. Reverence. Because the priests were priests then and would be priests now. This is great. Those people were priests all the way through. Let's never They're stop talking about this. In our society. There are no wizards no. left. And there were no scientists then. Story. The wizards evolved no. directly. The alchemy. The wizards are yeah, were wizards hucksters. The people who became they scientists. They were hucksters. Scientists are the least no. charismatic people on the face of the Huckster earth. Huckster the blue. Part of... Part and parcel of being this okay. type of person is you have to be yeah. able to fool people, but, and scientists are not charismatic enough okay. to do that because all they do are experimental But a lot things. of the wizards were the ones who were playing with alchemy sets in their, you know, in their backyard. Yeah, also, and it didn't do anything. Along. Wait a minute, wait a minute. And they doing did Wait, Russ, They held Russ, a gold right. brick in the hand behind their back, and they put some lead in their alchemy machine, and then they move the back end forward like, gold <laughs> alchemy! What, they tried to fool themselves? They tried to fool the king. They're not people with audience. Favor. Russ. They just wanted a job. Yeah. He wanted a job as the wizard, so he's like, alchemy! Wait, Russ. No. He never do anything. I have to challenge your assumption no, that that uh, scientists were never charismatic. And for proof, I give you Christopher Lloyd's character from Back to the Future. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Marty, you're not thinking fourth dimension. Yeah. Something okay. you said you repeatedly. you stop proving things Charisma. with fiction today. You exactly. really got it. I don't know what you guys are talking Thank about. You, this is all happening. This is all real, man. Even Albert Einstein himself only had the hair of Christopher Lloyd, but not the charismatic personality. He was pretty low-key as a guy. He was a patent clerk, for God's sake. All right, how about the dude from born. Mad and Science? He should have been a watchmaker by his own account. How about Bill Nye the Science Guy? He's charismatic. Are you, are you now going to say that Einstein I knew, I was did not help for the Bill human Nye. race out? I was waiting oh my God. for the Bill Nye comment. Uh. He himself believed. Okay, that quote is from Einstein. Einstein himself regretted his life work, so don't even step. I'm not even going out don't on even I want, I'm joining no, Albert no, himself. No, no. Al himself. I'm not going to believe this was anything more I'm than joining a, him. This was probably when he was lamenting about them creating, you know, the nuclear weapons out of his theories with Oppenheimer and all that. It didn't have to do with his yes, theory of relativity. It is. Like, Damn, I wish I never understood, you know, gave you an understanding of how the universe works. Darn. No. That, I really should have made watches. The question that was posed to him was, if you had known that what you were doing with all of your work would lead to this nuclear weapon, what exactly. would you, what so would you have changed in your life? And he said he would have been a watchmaker, which he's smart enough. I think we can give Einstein enough credit to understand the comments that he makes. I, yeah, I'm he would have been, go a, out on that would have been a god. He's smart right, enough to the, understand the what point that is, means. And that means he would have ditched all of his theories and knowledge and gone and made no. watches with his life. His life work would have been It's not a critique of science story. Because story, the, it's not a critique of science. It's a critique did, of humanity. It's, a, it's critique of humanity, yeah, not of science. I'm not, I'm not saying that he was ditching science, but I'm still saying that he 
ended up feeling that his science misuse overrode all of its positive yeah. uses. Because and, yeah, the reason okay. he thought that was because in granting humanity that much power, he didn't feel that humanity was at all ready for that. That had nothing to do with the validity of the things that he discovered. It was just that it was too much for no, humanity to deal with because we weren't to ready do with for it. The validity of that. Understood in that is that he gave us a great deal of power and understanding about the world that we didn't have before, and that became dangerous. Right, but if so, we only use that to destroy ourselves, is that really valuable knowledge? Shouldn't we work exactly. on philosophy to catch up with our other stuff it, first? Oh, oh, I, I totally agree with that part of it. I don't think that science no should override philosophy, philosophy at all. No philosophy or wizard and alchemy. That's philosophy. No. Good philosophy. We're talking about the difference between theology and science, not the difference between philosophy and science. No, I mean cutting a lot of fine hairs there, but okay. Philosophers were less interested in power and more interested in truth. Theologists are interested in pay me money because I'm going to tell you the story of how this stuff is really cool, and then you're going to believe in things I tell you. Philosophy is about, I really wonder that how things work, which is totally different. Oversimplification. Uh, yeah, Russ. The <laughs> idea that is. all theology is an issue of money is uh, like totally protected. No, I mean, mainstream theology. Like the most powerful Sega theologists Genesis, yeah. were always the ones who were hucksters. The most Wait, powerful philosophers were the ones, were the ones the, who were focused on power? Yeah. So the most influential, <laughs> the ones who speak for their race, because they're the ones who garnered the most attention, are the bad guys. Russ, and the, yeah, sure. How Inconsequential theologians, everything. they can do things all day long. The theologians that affected humanity, they suck. Russ. That's fine. I'll live with that. I think Gandalf's... Your argument is really the people who were interested in power got more power. This applies yeah, to Yeah, unfortunately, they gave theology a bad name because they adversely affected the world. And if, you know, the whole thing that, in the same way that if Einstein's discovery of nuclear power ruined his career, I think the few theologians who created the Crusades and all the horrible things religion has done, I think they're a reason why theology should never have existed because it did more harm than good. Russ, I think Gandalf said it best I when mean, he said, same point, argument. The argument. Tell me. The same people argument. who wanted power and? had power. Is a different argument. When did Saruman the Wise <laughs> abandon reason for madness? Based on deception. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm, it was bad power, dude. They ruined it for everybody. They created nuclear weapons of thought, which is why Islamic fundamentalism and Christian fundamentalism and Jewish fundamentalism exist today. To be fair, though... It's all their fault. Yes. I, and yet, the hucksters of the modern world would have you believe that those will kill us faster than nuclear weapons, which is... Not the case. But sh story, show me the scientists that are he the heads of countries who believe that we should use nuclear weapons against other human beings. Doesn't, These are not scientists who do yeah, this. Doesn't, These are people who believe in God. These are people who are like, my God says I can use my science to kill you. Instead of being, well, the scientists would say, why don't we just have a system that's fair and makes sense? And then the politicians are like, no, because the Bible says I'm allowed to shoot everybody down because that makes me a murderer. Let's back up a little bit. As far as the science thing is concerned, I'm inclined to agree that the Theology and theologians' misuse of theology has created an enormous amount of harm, and you could argue has created some more harm than scientists have. But I'm really tired of the argument. I know you're not making this exact argument, Russ, but I'm really tired of the argument that says, because scientists didn't intend... But, like, you know, I don't want to hear another one of the Oppenheimer mea culpas, you know? Well, I'm sorry that I did the Manhattan Project. In retrospect, I shouldn't have created the most destructive thing the world has ever seen. Well, I mean, you could see it coming. What was going to be the logical extension of the work that they did? Whether or not they're the heads of power, there are a lot of the scientific community for years have been the Pontius pilots of the world, where they just say, well, I just make the science and whatever people do with it is my own business. I don't think they get away with that. I think that in a lot of cases, scientists do bear responsibility for the things they do as much as the leaders who put them into practice. In fact, the scientists, you could argue,
argue are even more they're even more responsible because they can see the implications of what they're doing and they're not blinded by improper use of religion as you say as a group if we had a choice of eliminating religious fundamentalists or people who are really really devoted to science i think there's a clear choice there as far as what would make the world a safer place that's all i'm saying because the world is not a dangerous place now because of scientists. Also, the world is a dangerous gonna, place I, because of fundamentalist doctrine. That is why you're assuming there are no fundamentalist scientists, though. Yeah, what does that mean, Greg? If you're, you're going to make the parallel what is a fundamentalist, fundamentalist Okay, if it's fundamentalist religion, then you can only have nuclear scientists. You can only have weapons technologists, because that's the parallel to fundamentalist religion. Because, yes, fundamentalism is where the negativity is in religion, not religion itself. Right. And then science, the negativity is in the weapons technology. So if I could get rid of people who develop weapons or people who believe harmful things about each other, I would get rid of the weapons developers, because then the people would harm each other with sticks. I think it's the science... Instead of nuclear weapons. I think the fundamentalism comes from scientists who devote their attention. Part of the reason scientists get into science in the first place is because one, they find it interesting, and two, because many of them believe that they can in some way help further the cause of humanity. The scientists who forget about the second part in service of the first are the ones who become science fundamentalists. These are the people who produce biological weapons and then say, I didn't know they were going to be used for biological purpose. What the hell did you think they were going to do? And that is a science fundamentalism. It is a unswerving, unreasoning devotion to a final goal that you know the result, what the result will be, but you don't care because the pursuit of it is so valuable to you that you would let go all possible consequences else. That is a kind of scientific fundamentalism, in my view. And I agree with you, Russ, that science, to me, gets off better than the, fun the religious fundamentalists do. I think religion is often more subject to fundamentalism. But you can't say that there hasn't been the same kind of unswerving, cold, lack of human, you know, lack of human heart, lack of human soul, devotion to science that has caused almost as much damage as religious fundamentalism could. I mean, the worst theories and the worst philosophy that has come out of the science movement were like the early 19th century, or I think it was early 20th century, rather, the eugenic yes. movement and social Darwinism and stuff like that, where they want to say rationally we should, you know, kill off people with inferior genetics and stuff. I think that sort of thing, I mean, it never took hold. It was never very popular, uh, never nearly as popular as any number of ide ideologies that I don't said, know. this religion is bad, a big therefore hit, they should all die. There's a big hit in 1940s Germany, are dude. Inferior, they, therefore they should all die. Or my God is better than your God. No, that wasn't part of fascism. It wasn't eugenics. It was It was based on, like, I mean, Hitler was very far from a scientist. He didn't know very much yeah, about Yeah, but Mengele was wasn't. Like, I don't like the Jews. Here's an excuse. What's that? But Russ, Mengele yeah, wasn't. Guy. No, not just him. All the, all, the not, all the concentration camps, a huge percentage of them were largely being run on the basis of scientific experimentation. A lot of that stuff. In fact, they're even... They weren't being... No, also, that was just a side effect, Greg. You're not a no. side effect. But, they weren't but, run but, on... You're comparing apples and oranges because you're saying the theories that science would, you know, the, the philosophies that science produced versus the philosophies that religion produces. Religion produces philosophies. Science produces cold results, you know. It produces things and products. And so you have to compare the products that science produces, all of the weaponry beyond sticks, versus the theories that religion produces, which includes okay, sure. a lot of stuff about killing other people, you know. So, sure, science is produced weapons, but science has also, you know, extended the lifespan of people twice as long as it used to be a hundred years ago, or, you know, a few hundred years ago. So, I mean, based on the amount of life that science has given, I don't, I mean, theology is, 
I'm sure it's uplifted many people and improved the quality of people's lives, but at the same token, it's caused so much despair, so much death, so much torture, so much irrational behavior that science wouldn't tolerate that kind of stuff. Let me make a counter-argument if I can, though, and I think I've used this on yeah, the MEP report before. it just gives you the cannons to blow them up. Yeah, I mean, that is an issue. But if you travel through Europe and you look at the extraordinary work, the artistic work that's been done in a lot of the cathedrals that have been built in Europe, and you look at these things that took generations to build, you know, literally father passing it on to son to be able to complete this work, all the things that they say drove them fundamentally was faith was a belief in something larger than themselves and not specifically related to, you know, like, let's say, scientific interest, but some kind of an unreasoning, you might almost say, irrational faith. I talked about the fact that Handel, when he completed the Messiah, was sitting in his room and they, you know, broke into his room because they heard him shout out or whatever, and, he, and they came in and he had tears streaming down his face, and he said, I have touched the face of God because he had finally composed this extraordinary work that, you know, outstripped all other classical works of the day. That's not to say that fundamentalism, religious fundamentalism, hasn't done an enormous amount of damage. But I think if you're making the claim that science has, a, you know, is essentially the one thing that is given, or one of the major things that has given mankind all of its positive elements, and you leave out the role that religious faith has, has done when positively applied in terms of the good that it could do because of belief in something higher, I think I agree with the story that you're oversimplifying it in those terms. You wouldn't have based a, a cathedral being I finished based on scientific achievement. It wouldn't have happened without some kind of faith. I personally, I mean, my own my own taste, I prefer art that was created during the Renaissance. I prefer art that was created by humanists, people that didn't have to go to church their whole life and be indoctrinated by something and then create something based on what people told them they they had to believe in. I prefer art but the you know, humanists, from people who were original thinkers and Russ, didn't have to believe in science particularly, yeah, but, but just didn't weren't forced to believe in anything. Yeah, but anything. Russ, the humanists believe fundamentally that they were creating something in the image of God, that rather than constantly thinking how much lesser they were, their belief was that God had given them extraordinary gifts and they should strive to create in his image. Da Vinci was an extraordinarily religious man in that way. Da Vinci wasn't some guy who sat around, you know, talking about how he, you know, there was no God but and atheism and everything else. Absolutely. He, uh, okay. Da Vinci was. Whether Da Vinci was theoretically a humanist or not, he absolutely was in practice. You would never find anyone more humanistic. He was someone who believed in the importance of creating your own meaning on this earth, but he also believed that he had been given the opportunity to do so. And would you ever find somebody who more perfectly married? If he wasn't a humanist, I bet you wouldn't find anyone who more perfectly married science and religion than Da Vinci did. So the Renaissance was one of the strongest expressions of human achievement, but it was human achievement based upon the belief that God had given them the ability to achieve, and they ought to use it rather than trying to destroy each other. That was the whole principle of the Renaissance. Well, that's great, and I'm glad that they were able to integrate something other than the doctrines that you know told them that you have certain rules, and part of the rule set says you live this way, and if yeah. you know other people who don't believe in your thing are not worthy human you're just beings, getting frustrated. are not on the same level you're, as you because God doesn't yeah, like you. Yeah, but you're just getting frustrated, I think, a lot by the whole back to the whole free will and who tells you what to do thing. And to me, I think you're. I, I agree with you about the power of science, but you're oversimplifying it. All it has to do is the impact of these belief systems. The impact of these belief systems. It's very. You can be in. I think it's very. very very easy to have a belief system where you uphold other people, you're responsible, you're accountable, you treat other people well without believing in God. It's very difficult to have that same kind of system where you believe in God and then someone comes along and believes the opposite of what you believe and then having to tolerate them because you have this notion that whatever you believe is right, it can't integrate anything else into it and therefore you're just going to create problems. And I don't think you need religion to treat people well, to have I agree, art but to be Russ, inspired. You don't need that for any of these purposes. I agree, but Russ, you're talking about extreme... But you do need science to create uh, the thing 
unfortunately, you do need science to create the technological marvels, extending people's Agreed. lives, medicines, etc. You need science for that. You don't need religion to have philosophy. You don't need religion to know that you're supposed to have a, a no, you're morality. you're taking away... Religion is not necessary for these you're things. Characterizing, you're characterizing religion as extremism, and I don't buy it, any more than I would characterize scientists as these mad scientists who sit in labs and plot ways to blow people up. The truth is that there's extremists in all cases, and you can't survive, in my view, without the faith that allows you to strive for something more, whatever that faith may be. It can even be a kind of a humanist faith, but the idea that we can just operate as scientific things. Right. Well, then you're going to have to explain away... I think science is a lot more necessary than religion is, is my Then you're going to have to explain away the achievements of society that were done based solely upon religious belief, because I'm telling you, there have been literally hundreds of thousands of them based upon their belief they were doing something in the image of God or because they believed God was important. That was their motivation. things that I just don't appreciate as much as other accomplishments. I mean, it it would be hard for you to name something that I would feel would be a very special part of my life uh, that has acculturated me that was based solely on religion. You've got to stand in one of those. Ca- you got to stand in one of those cathedrals, man, and see what they're able to do. You got to do that it, first. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's a wonderful painting. It's a wonderful artistic work by someone very talented. But I don't think it's. And I know this is. You're going to be like, this is the utilitarian talking. It's just not something that's necessary to the acculturation of my life, the development of my morals, the development of you know how trying to make myself a good person. I don't think any of these are dependent but on But then art itself would have no point and would be, and would be unnecessary to your acculturation. Sure it would. How, would, how it would, would it? I don't understand. Art. How would it? You're saying all art and all music have to be devoted to God? No, but I'm saying that probably a good 60 to 70% of them have been founded upon that belief, broadly speaking. Yes. But they don't have to be. Well, I mean, don't have to be, but the fact is they were. You wouldn't have gotten Handel's Messiah without the, you know, faith in God. You wouldn't have gotten the incredible work by Bach, the, you know, musicianship of Mozart. You yeah, wouldn't have but, gotten those things yeah, at all. But theoretically, if you had a, an alternate universe where they all grew up believing in plankton instead of believing in God, you, they, they very well could have created the same music. It would just have a different title. Yeah, be called the, uh, the cytokinetic uh, uh, cycle of life in plankton uh, in opus G minor. You know, that's what it would be. In D minor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they would sound the same. Of course. I mean, I just think you're, I think you're really oversimplifying it. And I think you're making, you're really taking away motivation. I think you're making the human motivation for things subservient. No, people have motivation to live religion is all uh, the creation of religion was for two things one it was for social engineering it was a means of control which why it was, it was very important for the people in power to have a story to tell the people that weren't in power to make them believe that it was okay for their lot in life and you don't need to revolt you don't need to do anything against anyone else because you'll be rewarded in the afterlife that was one of the main reasons religion has survived and been strong for so long is because it was to the advantage of people in power to use it in that manner and the other reason is yeah people had crappy lives they needed hope but I don't think you need God to have hope. I think you can have hope for other reasons. It just wasn't, you know, as popular amongst, especially, you know, our, our particular civilization's roots. It wasn't very popular. That doesn't mean that it had to go that way it did. Hmm. And the story's gone. And I think I, think I know. I mean, I, right I don't now. even want to begin engaging because we're short on time and it's just going to be whatever. But uh, I mean, look I at will, the world, man. I will tell throw me, out tell the me fact that, it's that helping religion. Out. Was not created. Why is the world about to inspired. end? But the wor- I mean, the world would not be about to end if people still had sticks. I'm sorry. If we had sticks and we're living in caves, there would be none of the global warming, none of the destruction, none of all of the problems. Science will end the world infinitely long before belief systems will. 
So that's just a fact of our ever yeah. spiral. But we'll never. I mean, yeah. our disregard. And you know what? If we never evolved into human beings, if we were still apes, we wouldn't be able to blow up the world either. But I think most people would accept the trade-off that awareness was worth the consequences that came with it. I mean, you could say, Unless yeah, awareness people just thought about things inspired. in caves and died when they were 15. Everything would be fine. I don't think you'd find many people who would be on board with that idea. It's okay. You just eat eat food, yeah. and you know, you might get food poisoning, well, and we'll we'll hope you get better. We don't better, know but where sentience comes from, and until we can observe another species achieve sen sentience we won't know if that's science or religion so who knows i don't think science is the result i don't think sentience is caused by science i'm just saying that it's the result of sentience putting that out you know there. what i'm just saying so you know that's fine i'm just saying you're saying it's that end. it's an hour that's what you're i am saying. saying that it's an hour it's been an interesting, yeah. it's been a wild, weird journey on Map Report number 43. I don't really know all of what happened. Uh, it was all interesting, I think, but it was kind of uh, scattered of fun. You guys are from Sega Genesis, man. <laughs> so we want to thank everybody for listening, yeah. as always, and uh, invite you all to check us out next week. Uh, check out all the stuff on the Map Report page, and thank you guys for being the cool people that you are. We'll see you next week. Say goodbye, everybody. The Map Report is inspired by God. It doesn't exist. Take a Genesis. That's why it's so rare. Take a Genesis. <laughs> the proceeding was a presentation of the Map Report, hosted at www.mapreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the Map Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for Map link on the Map Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at MepReport.com and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emo plants. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Into my just another day away.